We talk about all kinds of scary, spooky, freaky shit. We're your hosts, Michelle and Melissa, and tonight we're going to chat about scary slumber party games. I guess any slumber party game is scary. I agree. Even the hand in the warm water, that's scary because that'll haunt you for the rest of your life. Slumber parties in general can be scary. When you had slumber slumber parties as a kid, Mm -hmm. did you do any of these like scary games? Or did you just have a slumber party? You all watched movies, ate some popcorn, went to bed kind of thing? Um, You know, I don't recall, aside from one game, I don't recall doing these kinds of games. And I also think it depended on what age we're talking about here, you know, like, but I think junior high, we were more into like calling boys and hanging up on them and that kind of stuff. Like, these other sort of games that we're going to talk about or slumber party things, I did more with like my siblings mm-hmm. at okay. home. Yeah, that's I, safe. I, I think that people I was friends with probably weren't as weird as I was and just wanted <laughs> to do like creepy shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, I didn't have friends besides my one other, my one other friend, Melissa. <laughs> I meant to say my other friend, Melissa. Um, we would do this kind of stuff but yeah we didn't share that with other people and then going over people's houses we didn't have these kind of nights Mm -hmm. it was pretty tame i think yeah it was nothing i mean until i got into probably high school but that was i think those were different slumber parties that we can't talk about on this podcast in general do you think kids have slumber parties now oh yeah because i like bella and her friends have them Um, i'm pretty sure kids are still slumbering it up with each other those damn sleeping bags <laughs> scariest thing about slumber party one sleeping bags yep two games <laughs> so Three, falling asleep first <laughs> never fall asleep first that's middle-aged women let us tell you slumber parties never fall asleep first but yeah i think kids still have slumber parties i i think the things that they do now are far different than the shit we did yeah well I'm going to tell you about one of them. But okay. first, I'm going to tell you about, because it's a classic, Bloody Mary. Mm, good old BM. <laughs> well, well, bowel movement? And we're not, not talking really. about the drink. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't say Bloody Mary in front of the mirror and a drink appears in your hand. So the most well-known story is you go into, say, a bathroom, because you can make it dark, maybe light a candle or have a flashlight and you stand in front of the mirror and you chant Bloody Mary from, I've seen three and 13 times. Of course, it has to have the three in there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Wikipedia says that it is actually a legend of a conjured spirit to reveal the future. The ritual would encourage young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards, holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house. Okay, I would have already fallen down the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. Gone up backwards. Safety first. 
As they gazed into the mirror, they were supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. If they saw a skull or the Grim Reaper, that indicated they'd die before getting a chance to marry. Jesus Christ. I also learned the word ketroptromancy, which means divination. <laughs> yeah divination or gaining insight by using a mirror so i guess gazing into a mirror and asking questions is supposed to give you some sort of divine answers so sort of like mirror mirror on the wall on the wall that's right mm -hmm. so the bloody mary apparition is supposed to appear as a corpse witch or a ghost that can be friendly or evil is sometimes covered in blood participants may endure the apparition screaming at them cursing them strangling them stealing their soul drinking their blood or scratching their eyes out that escalated very quickly that escalated really <laughs> fast very traumatized so i got led to snopes which got in on this whole bloody mary thing mm -hmm. and says that the story dates back to 1978 so some say that Bloody Mary is Mary Worth, a witch who was executed a hundred years ago. And then people will chant, I believe in Mary Worth. There's actually a history of Massachusetts organization, which lists all of the accused witches in the area. And Mary Worth is not one of them. Also, and this is the one I've heard the most of, like I just listened to two podcast episodes on it. Bloody Mary is Mary the first of England. And she became known as quote unquote Bloody Mary because she had 280 Protestants put to death during her reign as she tried to reestablish Catholicism as the religion of the land after the reigns of her father, Henry VIII. Religion always comes back into it. Yeah. So, okay, do we know if Mary, in fact, is a real, is this person real? No. I mean, Mary is such a common name. And then some of the other Mary stories go back to, like, a Mary getting in a car accident. And there's also other chanting things that you can say, like one of them is Catherine or hmm. something like that. Like an urban legend or a myth that as time goes on, it changes or the person changes or yes. depending on where you live, it's a different story or right. whatnot. And Got that's it. what's funny about urban legends is that they're really word of mouth and they change so much over time and like you said places and they always have those key like concepts like you have to be in the mirror you have to have a candle you have to say it between three and 13 times but the variations are always different so i mean do you personally think that these stories come about i mean obviously it's no different than someone making a movie they're they're writing a story it's what they've mm -hmm. made up so do you think that these stories have come about because something actually really happened way back when and this is what it evolved into or do you think it's just your typical like scary story that someone made up passed around the campfire and it's just been going and going do you know what i mean yeah yeah because some stories i feel like they're made up to kind of teach people a lesson but i can't imagine people going don't look in a mirror with a candle <laughs> but i can believe that <laughs> I don't know for some reason i believe that back in the day women walked up a flight of stairs backwards holding a candle and a hand mirror to find out who their husband was going to be like that actually sounds plausible 
So back then, yeah, they did a yeah. lot of weird things. They didn't they have didn't... TV and radio right. or the internet. So I found this interesting. I, I read that kids between nine and 12 are labeled the Robinson age by psychologists. This is the period when children need to satisfy their craving for excitement by participating in ritual games and playing in the dark. They are constantly looking for a safe way to extract pleasure and release anxiety and fears. That's really interesting. Yeah. I never would have looked at it that way, but it's true when you think, when I think about being that age, the things that we did. If it wasn't that, it was scary movies or... Right. Hide and seek, things that we summer see. parties. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense though. And then to kind of put a spoiler, there's actually an explanation for this whole phenomenon. Um, Staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room for a prolonged period of time can cause one to hallucinate. Facial features may appear to melt, distort, disappear, and rotate, while other hallucinatory elements such as animal or strange faces may appear. The person on drugs who was... Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and they took LSD. Giovanni Caputo of the University of Urbino writes that this phenomenon, which he calls the strange face illusion, Mm -hmm. is believed to be a consequence of a dissociative identity effect, which causes the brain facial recognition system to misfire in currently unidentified ways. Other possible explanations for this phenomenon include illusions attributed to possible self-hypnosis, Troxler's fading, which is the optical illusion of your peripheral or just your perception fading like when you stare at one of those dots Mm -hmm. in a ring and when you stare at it the ring starts to kind of go away Mm -hmm. Um, that's called Troxler's fading Hmm. Um, or apophenia which is the tendency to perceive meaningful connections between unrelated things Hmm. I I think I have that so that's interesting that is the basic story of blood that is the very i think maybe because it's been around for so long but it kind of feels like innocent like you just get all your girlfriends in the bathroom and you start saying bloody mary and then you run out screaming yeah i, I don't very know benign you, anytime we ever did do it like with my siblings and stuff we would always say it three times and on that third one i was always like because mm-hmm. i didn't know because yeah. like i wanted to do it, but i didn't want to see in the mirror and then yeah you'd run out screaming it seems innocent, but it also seems spooky at the same time when you think about it. Oh, yeah, like, especially at that age. When you think I don't think I actually up in the mirror. ever did it. No? Mm-mm. We should do it next time. No! Crap. <laughs> <laughs> going to lock me in there. Turn the lights off. So for our listeners, do you have a freaky story you want to share? If so, go to our website at freakyfridayspodcast.com where you can email us or find us on Instagram at freakyfridayspod. Well, I've got a slumber party game for you. Light as a feather, stiff as board. One of my faves. We all know it. We all know it. If you don't know this We all have tried it. Something is wrong with you. I, yeah, I think everybody, even not our age, knows this. Yes. It's world-renowned. Yes. It is. It is. It was established in popular culture as a reference to love, like as a levitation trick is mm-hmm. how they identify this. And it's been referred to in performing magic mm-hmm. as a, known as the normal lift is how like the definition of it is. I bet Chris Angel does not perform that. Probably not. <laughs> no, I don't know about you, but growing up playing it... I only knew how to play it one way and it was, you know, the person lies flat on their back, Mm -hmm. 
everyone else surrounds them. They, you put your, you know, the two fingers under them mm -hmm. and you just chant light as a feather, stiff as a board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I learned this not only from just researching this topic, but there's a TV show, I believe it's on Hulu called light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's with a bunch of like high school age girls. It is kind of, I mean, it's dark. It's definitely dark. They do this in here. And then as I, and I was like, wow, that's a different way to play it. When I was reading about it in Wikipedia, they sort of gave the same explanation. And I was like, wow, I never knew that that's how you were actually supposed to play it. So hmm. so we've been playing it wrong? Well, we've been doing the, the physical part of it right, but it's the chanting part that is different. Mm. And I, I never understood this. You'll learn why. Um, so it's the same thing. You know, someone lies on the floor facing up and then everyone else surrounds them. And then they place their two fingertips underneath their limbs, right? So Supposedly, the person who's closest to the head of the person who's lying down mm -hmm. is supposed to be the one who starts. And they're supposed to start by saying he or she is looking ill. And it's repeated oh. several times. And then after that, it's he or she's looking worse. And then that's repeated several times. Jeez. Yeah. And it's it, they do it in the general direction of the call. And they repeat, describes how the person is looking worse and worse, followed by saying she is dying. And finally, he or she is dead. God. Yeah, they say in the most common version, the person being lifted is told a story after they've done this chant, they're told a story about their death and you're told to imagine it happening as they're talking about they're it. They're just making up the death? Uh-huh. And it's intended to unsettle the person who's lying there and to Done. convince, yeah, right? To convince them that something has changed and shifted, making it easier to lift them. Than before so something in their subconscious is making them think that something really happened That's yeah because if you're dead you're dead weight right right i don't know it's kind of my fuck um yeah. and then as in how we used to do it after you tell them the story blah 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 then you start chanting light as a feather stiff as a board and then technically the person lying on the floor is now considered the dead player and that's when you're supposed to be able to attempt to lift their body using just your fingertips. So supposedly, if you don't do the proper chant, you'll never be able to lift the person. So I watched some videos of people and these were, some of them were for videos of grown men. And there's two ways of doing it. You can either lie flat on your back or you can sit in a chair and there's four people at each corner of your body. Oh. Right, okay. you know what I mean? I don't know about you, but we were never able to lift anybody. As oh much. yeah, we were. Did you? Yeah, not high, like over our heads and only once. Wow, but they didn't actually levitate, right? I mean, did I see like space underneath their butt? No. But were did, your fingers like, still holding them? Maybe I was on the arm and I could feel their arm lifting and it felt like they levitated yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. Well, they say that, so the way they explain the way that this trick, that's how they refer to this as a trick, right? Not a slumber mm -hmm. party game. Right. They say the key to this trick is timing. Each of the lifters must apply the lifting force at the same moment. When this is done, the weight of the subject is divided equally between each lifter, hmm. requiring each person to contribute only 26 to 44 pounds of lift. Now, on your fingers? Yeah, that's a lot for a person on your fingers. And this is to be able to lift someone up between 110 and 176 pounds. I, I, I okay. Yeah. If the trick is performed without synchronizing the lift, it will fail. As participants attempt to lift in slightly different times, they are instead performing a series of lifts by smaller groups, resulting in a much heavier weight of the person. So it's all about timing and deliberate misdirection and all that kind of stuff is how they say that 
you can actually no, that's like the, the one two three do we go on three or do we go one two three go right is the three silent is someone <laughs> just gonna point at me so the history and this was where i thought it was interesting because i honestly didn't know where this came from i just thought it was some stupid thing that we made up as kids you heard it as like a urban legend thing you know right. you can levitate and they do say that i thought it was some like witch wiccan black arts type thing that well, we were doing and in, in, and in some instances, some people do believe that is a, it is a dark art. Um, I actually kind of went down the rabbit hole of watching these videos of people talk about it. And some people believe that there's a different way to perform light as a feather stiff as a board. They talk about how when the person's lying there, you pick one person to sort of be the leader, which normally is the person that's closest to the person's head that's lying there or sitting in a chair or whatever. And that you actually chant and then you at one point say that you are opening up your realm for a spirit to come into this person's body. Ooh, no. And so it does get darker depending on who's performing it and what happens. And supposedly if you allow a spirit, a demon, any of that type of dark entity into a body, You're you fucked. don't really know how to get it to leave. Cause once it's invited in, it's gonna stay in. Especially if you're between the ages of nine and 12. Right. <laughs> so that's why a lot of these people who, when, when you read things about them, they're very against playing this game because yeah. for them, it's that witchcraft of inviting in unknown soul. And I, I do believe a lot of that kind of stuff. I don't know necessarily with these slumber party games, especially if you're not, if you don't really know what you're talking about, you're not going to say the proper things. But I do believe that we can open, openly invite unwanted things in like the Ouija board. Right. This game actually dates back to the 1600s. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. It says the oldest known account of levitation play comes from the diary of Sam Samuel Pepys. He was a British Did he naval... create those marshmallows? <laughs> Sorry. No. And his, <laughs> his last name is actually spelled P-E-P-Y-S, but it's pronounced ah. Pepys. Pepys. Mm -hmm. Oh, Pepys. No, it's Pepys. <laughs> He was a British naval administrator. It says that his first account of levitation play comes from a conversation he had with a friend of his, Mr. Brisband. Peep's account of Mr. Brisband's experience reads, he saw four little girls, very young ones, in Bordeaux, France, all kneeling, each of them, upon one knee. When one began the first line, whispering in the ear of the next, and the second to the third, and the third to the fourth, it says then the first began the second line, and so on around that chant that we had talked about. Mm -hmm. their, theirs was, their chant was a little different, and I'll read it to you. And it was in French. Which means here is a dead body, stiff as a stick, cold as a marble, light as a spirit, lift yourself in the name of Jesus Christ. So this is what they were chanting Great. over and over. As they were chanting this, they were putting each putting one finger only to the boy that lied flat upon on his back on the ground as if he was dead. At the end of the words, they did with their forefingers raise this boy high as they could reach. Can't understand the way they wrote oh. this. So I'm trying to read it and figure it out in English terms. <laughs> Mr. Brisbane being there and wondering at it. Okay, so being curious looking mm -hmm. and also being afeared to see it, scared to see it. Yeah. For they would have had him to have bore, B-O-R-E, a part in saying the words in the room of one of the little girlies 
that was so young that they could hardly make her learn to speak the words did for fear there remember this is like a french person writing this ah. did for fear there might be some slight used in the boy or that the boy might be light call the cook of the house a very lusty fellow so i think what he's saying is he wasn't sure what he saw was really happening mm -hmm. and was it a trick so he had the cook from the house who's a very very big man come down and they raised him in the same manner what? Mm -hmm. it goes on that back then when the plague was happening and people were dying covid they were covid too <laughs> right they these kids were playing these games and they say that they were literally lifting them up from the dead because they knew that their friends were dying and people were dying and to them it was sort of how they were resurrecting by levitating these bodies and that's where that game started back then there's always these like horrible origins of these stories that right? we used to play it's creepy when you think about what very. they were doing and um, what they were saying as children mm -hmm. very morbid so then the next account of this game being played came from the magician's own book in 1857 his account differs from Peeps, as it's a direct account of the game being played. Also, his account focuses on a different version of the game than the version played by the girls in Samuel Peeps' account. In this account, the heaviest man at a party in Venice, Italy, sits in a chair and is unable to be lifted by six other persons initially. However, after coordinated hand clapping and synchronized inhalations and exhalations, the man in the chair is able to be lifted on the four fingers of the six lifters. That's so weird. It says this phenomenon has been observed in modern times, often being described as a form of spiritualization or seance and considered anathema by some religious groups. It is widely considered a simple spooky party game along the lines of Bloody Mary and the telling of ghost stories. Is it kind of like when they say that mothers get that superhuman strength? Strength when their babies need help? Yeah. It could be. And I mean, I guess it depends on... How much you like that guy in Italy. <laughs> I think it honestly depends on how much you believe in something and mm -hmm. if you're spiritual about it. I mean, I guess like they say, they, it happens in seances and levitation supposedly happens in many forms, not just in light as a feather stiff as a board. So I think it's possible that it happens. I Anything's also think, possible. But I also think that when we refer to light as a feather stiff as a board, it's a simple slumber party game or kids mm -hmm. trick that they tried to do. I don't know if you remember, but in 1996, when the craft, the movie, the craft came yes. out, the girls that. play and I thought it was funny how when I think back now that I've learned the chanting that in that movie they didn't have them do the proper chanting mm -hmm. do you think there's a reason for that they didn't want to freaking invoke anything while they were making that right? movie that's what I wonder I mean because obviously in order to put something like that in a movie you would have had to do your research obviously they thought it was sort of a witchcraft type thing so did they do their research and not want to evoke anything like you said or did they just want to play it the simple party way that we did mm -hmm. So when I was watching some videos on it, I saw one where these little kids were playing it, they were siblings. To me, I think it didn't really work for them because they were younger and weren't really, couldn't really concentrate. They were more concerned about the video being filmed and mm. there was like too many moving parts, if you will. Yeah. And it just didn't really work. And then there was another one with some older girls, I would say probably maybe junior high to early high school age. They were all cousins they really concentrated they had their own chant that they did and they were able to lift the person and they were all pretty shocked when they did it like they seemed genuinely shocked when they did it hmm. and then i watched one with these five grown men 
who had a guy sitting in a chair and before they did the chant they showed they tried to lift him and show that they couldn't then they did this thing where you place your hands on their head and you say whatever kind of like your italy story yeah they literally lifted him up above their head again not they're not levitating they're still being held but with their fingers they lifted this grown man up off the chair up above their heads so I really think it's it's possible. This, it's science. It's physics, or it's possible. I could something. have been, you know, duped watching a YouTube where they had a string Wait. on them. I don't know. How many glasses of wine did you have before? I, no. <laughs> no. Uh, so what's this other game you got? Well, I'm curious. This... I I want to. I have a feeling it might be something that I thought about that we used to do and that Jake's age used to do. So I'm wondering if it's the same thing. I'd be surprised if you or Jake knew about this. We're way past the age when this came out. Okay. So this is actually something that started around 2013, 2015. I I got conflicting numbers, but had made a resurgence in 2020 because of TikTok. Mm. Got a little TikTok. TikTok made me do it. It's called Red Door, Yellow Door. If you look it up, people are calling this like paranormal or supernatural. And to me, it's more of like mental fuckery. Mm, so, mental fuckery, it gets you every time. Every time. So Red Door, Yellow Door is also referred to as Doors of the Mind or Black Door, White Door. It takes two to play, although you can play it by yourself, but I'll talk about that later. Um, anything by yourself. You can. That's for a different podcast. (laughs) So one player is the guide and the other one is the subject. So the guide sits on the floor cross-legged with a pillow in their lap. And then the subject will lie on the ground with their head in the guide's lap, eyes closed, like facing up, obviously not facing down. That would be awkward. It's a different game as well. So they're laying face up in the guide's lap. The subject that's laying down will raise their arms in the air. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't care. (laughs) The guide begins to massage the subject's temples in a circular motion, chanting red door, yellow door, any other color door. And if anyone else is in the room, they can chant that too. And as soon as the subject lowers their arms Mm -hmm. to their sides, that's when they've kind of slipped into this trance and the guide should start asking them questions. That's when they say the quote unquote game is ready to begin. And I'm like, this this does not sound like a game. Um, (laughs) He looks so frightened right now. (laughs) I've been watching so many videos on this. It is a little frightening. So the guide will start asking questions like describe the room that you're in. Are there any doors? How do you feel about the room? How do you feel about those doors? Are there any people there? All kinds of questions, not one after another, but just really they call on the guide because they're guiding you through the room. Okay. One thing that's funny is I actually found this information on a site called Scary for Kids. I, I dot com. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the shit you're teaching kids. So some advice that they have for people that are playing this game, if you encounter anybody in the room, it's best not to interact with them. They may be evil and try to trick you, especially if it is an older woman or a man in a suit. Oh, yeah, that sounds creepy. Yeah. If you find yourself in a room full of clocks, leave immediately. Clocks can trap you. So, mm-hmm. so from what I've seen, the guides rubbing their temples and then we'll say, what's in the room if they're like i'm looking at a clock a clock's okay 
I'm looking at a ton of clocks. Leave the room, turn around and get out of the room. So you, you really have to have a good guide for this kind of stuff. Someone who's not gonna fuck with you. Uh, so what do you see? Oh. <laughs> oh, an old guy with a knife? Run over there. Caroline, stay <laughs> away from the light, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other rules is you can go wherever you want, but it is safer to go up than down. So like if you see a staircase going down, you do not want to follow the staircase down. If there's one going up, you have a better chance of not being mentally fucked, I guess. <laughs> is that because going down means you're going towards hell? Maybe. The devil? There's also, I, I saw on YouTube that some people have said that they descended 80 flights of stairs. Like it was just a spiral. They just kept going and going. So Ooh. it didn't sound like anything. That sounds tiring. Evil. Yeah, it sounds exhausting. Look, where's the fucking elevator? Light things and light colors tend to be better than dark things and dark colors. So if you see a bright sunny door, it's probably okay to go investigate. If you see a dark navy blue <laughs> door, it might be sinister. If you should find yourself trapped in a room, you must try to wake up, otherwise you might be trapped forever. Some say you must try to communicate with your guide to get out. So what I saw, and I don't know if this is true, you know, everybody on YouTube's a little actor, but somebody was saying like, there's a room, okay, turn around and exit. And they're like, there's no door. And the person was like slapping them awake, like, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> so again, you have to have a good guide. It didn't seem like the subject would say, I'm scared, I wanna get out, I wanna leave. The guide mm -hmm. has to know, oh shit, they're seeing dark stuff, they're seeing faces, they're seeing people. Let me wake them up. I know about this game. Yeah, neither do I. Um, this one is, is really fun. If you die in the game, you will supposedly die in real life. They say that about your dreams too. If you are in a room that's all concrete and it has holes, those are water rooms and they will drown you. So you have to get out. Oh my God, that would freak me the fuck out. And it says that if the guide is having a hard time waking the subject from the trance, they should shake them roughly to bring them to full wakefulness, which is why I guess- In the motherfucking face. <laughs> that is the only time it's okay to punch anybody in the face. One of the sites said, the point of the game is to explore your mind. All of our parts of ourselves, good and bad, we keep locked away. Basically, you can come face to face with your own worst enemy. Word of warning, do not play if you have any mental illness. You won't like what your mind shows you, right? So one of the things that I, I was play. reading is that one power of suggestion is huge. So if anybody says, if you see a man in a suit, you're going to get fucked. Or if you see an old lady, you're going to die. So of course your mind's going to be like, a man in a suit, an old lady. It's kind of like when you start taking a new prescription or some kind of medicine, and it's like, you should never read the side effects side on effects. the bag exactly. before taking it. Cause that's my worst problem. And then I'm like, oh shit, this is, and then I take it and I'm like, oh, I'm having this one, this one, this mm -hmm. one, this one. And yep. so I'm not even having Checkmark. it. Yeah, I can't. And I mean, we know how powerful the mind is and how kind of shitty it can be. So mm -hmm. if you just have that one like negative thought, it could, explode into something terrible so I don't, I don't know and a lot of these people that i watched doing this game did not have like the best experiences mm. nobody came out and said oh my god i saw my grandfather that passed mm -hmm. away when i was two nobody had great good uh, positive stories to share what's the point of the game like well, is it something what, you're trying to so, get out of it 
I think some people are calling this paranormal and supernatural because they think that you're going into like another realm and okay. you're seeing ghosts. More likely, it's these corners of your mind that you're going into a trance and exploring. So to me, it kind of sounded like somebody figured out a way to induce hypnosis. Yeah. And then now they put it on TikTok and everybody's fucking trying it. This person said, if you choose to play this game by yourself, they don't recommend it. Neither would I. How do you play it by yourself if you need a guide? Let me try it. Oh boy. You will need a few things. You'll need a timer with an alarm like an Amazon Alexa or an old fashioned A timer. It needs to be set for a specific amount of time and loud enough to wake you up and not stop going until you turn it off. You need a pre recorded amount of chanting to get you into a trance and into the right headspace followed by a set of questions you want to ask yourself. I would no sooner play this with someone else, let alone myself. I know. That seems just 10,000 times scarier to do it yep. by yourself. No, thank you. You need a safe, relaxing place to lie down, so don't do it on the freeway. A predetermined check-in with a trusted friend. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing tonight, but uh, around 7.05, I'm gonna be putting myself into a trance. If you don't like hear from me, Nightmare on Elm Street. Don't yeah. fall asleep. And then the last thing is a small personal item to hold in your hand during the game that you will not let go. So it should be something like a set of dice, a spinning top or a coin. And upon awakening, immediately roll or flip or spin the item to ensure it's familiar. If anything seems off, assume you are still in a trance. This is called the inception protocol. So like if you spun it and it went the other way or flipped a coin and it turned into a bird, I don't know. So that is the more recent slumber party game, Red Door, Yellow Door. I have to say, first of all, is that not only nothing like what I was talking about that <laughs> yeah. we used to do, and I know Jake's generation did, but that's probably to me way scarier than any other thing of Bloody Mary and, and you know, uh, Light as a Feather or any of that kind of stuff. That's why it's I couldn't wait to tell you this because I was like, okay, I'm going to do Bloody Mary. And when I research, I'm like, eh you know it's not as exciting as i thought it was gonna be like it it, it kind of got me a little anxious as you talking about it because mm -hmm. sometimes my mind goes to this place of like well someone's talking about it that means it's gonna happen and i'm gonna get stuck playing this game like i don't know how to explain that it's sort of my catastrophic thinking right with my anxiety and this whole time you're talking about it i'm thinking like i don't want to play this i don't want to play this i don't have to fucking play it I we are not that. going to play this it's yeah scary. it's not it's not something where it's explainable like uh, Bloody Mary is to me, where it could be, you know, these hallucinations that you're kind of mm -hmm. getting or who, I mean, that could be a billion explanations. Light as sure. a feather where, you know, we kind of thought we were lifting somebody, mm -hmm. but maybe we weren't. And then there's a scientific explanation for that. This is like, you're starting to fuck with your brain and that is not good. Mm -mm not a good place to start. No, this just sounds really, like you said, mind fuckery. And it sounds scary and it sounds real. And I, because I believe that the mind can easily be persuaded and put in a whole different space. And it can be your worst enemy. Like, sorry to say this, but your anxiety is your brain fucking with you. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you're in a trance and you don't have that kind of, and God mm -hmm. forbid you have a bad guide. So I'm really hoping that these kids that are playing it are not taking it that seriously. And if they they're do kids, encounter anything, dumbass yeah. morons who are being stupid about it. Let's hope that is the case. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty fucking trippy. I know. 
I don't think I would ever in a million years play that game. No, I it think it sounds too risky. Yes, that's a perfect word. Because I get mind fucked really easy with things. Me too. Please I don't try this at home. We do not encourage nor support this. Do not play this game and do not do it alone. <laughs> that's yeah. not something I would recommend as a slumber party game. No, and I wouldn't even call that a game. It, it's that's something you do with a professional who's putting you in sort of a trance yeah. for lack of a better word for a specific reason to help yeah. you with if you want to stop smoking do not play red door yellow door no <laughs> go to a therapist the surgeon general does not recommend <laughs> it is not fda approved no. i don't know that leaves me on sort of a creepy note i'm, well, I'm glad now. i could creep you out but i i am sorry i made you anxious no it's not your fault it's just it's because it gets my mind thinking about how our mind is such a crazy like thing that it's like just... it's probably good we only use 10 percent of our brains right yeah god forbid yeah. it could be a lot worse I, i'm gonna have to watch some of these videos of these kids playing it now yeah the videos aren't scary yeah per se it was there's just a couple that i was like oh he looks like he's seriously i don't know they could have been acting there's some really funny ones too. well and that's the thing i don't really take what you see on their serious but i do believe that this is something that in the wrong hands could mm -hmm. escalate and be dangerous Right. I think if you're someone who, like you said, is in tune with your body and your mind and, or even if you're someone who just believes in that thing, whatever it is, trance or meditation, whatever you're, if you believe that you can put your state of mind somewhere else, it could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Don't put yourself in a position to mess with things that you know nothing about. Life advice. From I mean, it should be common sense, but I know it's not. You don't open yourself up to a world of things that you have no idea are there. Professionals are paid it. many, many dollars for. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's crazy. So the thing I was thinking of that I know we did in high school, like early in high, well, maybe, no, sorry, junior high. And then I know Jake's age group did it too, was where when you're with a bunch of friends and you try to make each other pass out. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was so stupid. It was stupid because you could really have hurt somebody mm -hmm. if you didn't know what you were That's doing. That's why everybody has brain damage. Which clearly we didn't. And you could make someone pass out the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I just think that's crazy. I just, I don't, why did we do stupid shit like that? I don't know. I'm, that's, I'm kind of grateful for video games now. <laughs> so that they're not playing stupid real life games? Yeah, trying to kill each other. Don't forget to go to freakyfridayspodcast.com and subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Join us next week for a new freaky tale.